0: Welcome to The Word Encounter, episode 139, where we are in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 4. Let's get started. The title says, Blessing or Curse. Chapter 4, verse 1, If you return, Israel, this is the Lord's declaration. You will return to me if you remove your abhorrent idols from my presence. And so the Lord is telling them, look, it's on you. You get to choose here. You want to return to me? Then get rid of this stuff that angers me. In verse 3 it says, For this is what the Lord says to the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Remove the foreskin of your hearts, men of Judah and residents of Jerusalem. Otherwise, my wrath will break out like fire and burn with no one to extinguish it because of your evil deeds. See? So the choice is ours. <clears throat> We have a choice as to whether to hold on to those things that are wicked and evil or get rid of them and return to the Lord. It's our choice. The next section says judgment from the north. <clears throat> we drop down to verse 6. It says, lift up a signal flag toward Zion. Run for cover. Don't stand still for I am bringing disaster from the north, a crushing blow. Verse 7, it says, a lion has gone up from this thicket. A destroyer of nations has set out. He has left his lair to make your land a waste. Your cities will be reduced to uninhabited ruins. And so Jeremiah is prophesying uh, to the people what's going to happen. You know, an army is going to come from the north and reduce the land to uninhabited ruins. It says in verse eight, because of this, put on your sackcloth and mourn and wail. For the Lord's burning anger has not turned away from us. See, Jeremiah is, is, is numbering himself with the masses. He says, the Lord's burning anger has not turned him away from us. Listen to, listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. Put on your sackcloth and mourn and wail. <clears throat> not that we can avert this from happening, but maybe we can lessen the blow. Then it says in verse 9, on that day, this is the Lord's declaration, the king and the officials will lose their courage. The priests will tremble in fear and the prophets will be uh, scared, speechless. And so all of the rulers of the land, the governing uh, authorities, they're all going to be terrified. In verse 10, I said, this is Jeremiah saying, oh, no, Lord, no, no, Lord God. So Jeremiah is pleading. No, no, this can't be. It says, "Um, You have certainly deceived this people in Jerusalem by announcing you will have peace while a sword is at our throats. See, so what Jeremiah is pleading with the Lord, he said, Lord, you've deceived us. See, you told these people that you will have peace, but now there's a a sword at our throats. But see, the Lord never told the people that. The prophets, the lying prophets, the prophets that were prophesying to the people what they wanted to hear, they were lying see these were things coming out of their own imagination the lord never told them to say this and so now uh, jeremiah who obviously was believing what those prophets were saying was saying lord but how can you do this essentially you told us that we were going to be cool everything was going to be fine but now we got people at the gates ready to kill us what's happening but again the lord never said that let's drop down to verse 16 and it says warn the nations look proclaim to uh, Jerusalem those who besiege are coming from a distant land they raise their voices against the cities of Judah they have their um, they have her surrounded like those who guard a field because she has rebelled against me this is the lord's declaration so the lord is telling the people and jeremiah look this is they brought this on themselves because they rebelled against me i never said i wouldn't respond to the rebellion verse 18 it says your way and your actions have brought this on you this is your punishment it is very bitter because it has reached your heart in other words what the lord is saying is that this evilness and wickedness has infiltrated your heart it's not just your actions your actions are a manifestation of what's in your heart so this stuff has gotten in you And that's why this punishment is very bitter. The next section says Jeremiah's lament in verse 19. It says, this is Jeremiah saying, my anguish, my anguish, I writhe in agony. Oh, the pain in my heart. My heart pounds, I cannot be silent. For you, my soul, have heard the sound of the ram's horn, the shout of battle. And so we hear hear, hear that that, that Jeremiah is just beside himself because of the disaster that's pending. In verse 20, it says, disaster after disaster is reported because the whole land is destroyed. So this is God responding. It says in verse 22, he says, for my people are fools. They do not know me. They are foolish children without understanding. They are skilled in doing what is evil, but they do not know how to do what is good. Mm, mm, mm. That uh, That is a heck of a declaration. My people are foolish. In other words, my people are stupid. They don't know how to do the right thing. They only know how to do wrong. They only know how to do evil. In verse 27, it says, For this is what the Lord says, The whole land will be a desolation, but I will not finish it off. So even though the Lord has declared a catastrophe on his people, on their land, he also said, I will not finish it off. I'm going to essentially cleanse it, but I'm not going to wipe it away. Let's go to chapter 5. It says, uh, the depravity of Jerusalem, chapter 5, verse 1. Roam through the streets of Jerusalem, investigate, search her squares. <laughs> if you find one person, so this is the Lord talking, he's talking to Jeremiah essentially. If you find one person, just one, any who act justly, any who act justly, who pursue faithfulness, then I will forgive her. Then I will forgive Jerusalem. If you can find just one person, just one. Verse 2, it says, When they say, as the Lord lives, they are swearing falsely. So, you know, when people would say, as the Lord lives, in that day, that was a saying. to say that, uh, as surely as the Lord lives, then thus and so. You know, like, as surely as the Lord lives, I will marry you you know or as surely as the lord lives i will pay you back. and so it was a it was a saying of confirmation. but it says here's that when, here that when people say that they are swearing falsely. cuz it's just a slogan to them. they're not taking the words to heart. they're just saying saying this as a slogan. it doesn't have any meaning to them. and he says that they are swearing falsely when they say that. verse 4. it says then i thought this is jeremiah They are just the poor. They have been foolish. For they don't understand the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. So what Isaiah is essentially saying is they're just poor and ignorant. They don't really know what the deal is with the Lord. So he's trying to make excuses for the people. See, so this is what he's telling himself. And then he says in verse 5, he says, I will go to the powerful and speak to them. Surely they know the way of the Lord the justice of their God. So I'm going to go to the rulers. I'm going to go to the powerful. I'm going to go to the priests. I'm going to go to to the overseers, to those in authority, because surely they know the way of the Lord, the justice of their God. I think Jeremiah here is trying to find a way uh, to state a case for the people before God so that he won't annihilate them. (laughs) He says, surely, you know, I'm going to go to these and surely they know the way of the Lord. But the word says, however, these also had broken the yoke and torn off the chains. In other words, these also, not only were they doing the same as the poor and the ignorant, essentially they were probably leading them in their apostasy. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably the directors of it. It's not that the, 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 the poor and the ignorant didn't know any better. And the higher-ups did, and the poor and the ignorant just had to be educated on the right things to do. No, 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 no. Everybody was in this. See? Everybody was involved in this. In verse 7, it says, this is God talking, Why should I forgive you? Your children have abandoned me and sworn by those who are not God's. I satisfied their needs, yet they committed adultery. They gassed themselves at the prostitute's house. He said they they mutilated themselves at the prostitute's house. They did what was necessary to do or what was thought was necessary to do in order to serve them. You see, so so, I mean, he's saying, you know, why should I forgive you? You're not doing this stuff out of ignorance. You're doing this stuff because you want to do it. In verse eight, it says they are well fed, eager stallions, each nying after someone else's wife. So the Lord is essentially saying, look, I've got all these people that are essentially studs looking for something to stud with. <laughs> they are well-fed, eager stallions, each nying after someone else's wife. And so they're going after other people's gods instead of honoring and respecting their God. Verse nine, it says, should I not punish them for these things? This is the Lord's declaration. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? And so the Lord is you know he's, he's posing these questions to Jeremiah kind of indignantly uh, uh, indignantly. Like what do you think I should do? Should I just let them do this? Should I just ignore it? Turn my head? What what say you Jeremiah? What should I do? You know, and so when, when God starts asking you questions like that, the best thing to do is to just shut up and to discern what it is he's trying to impart into you. In verse 12, it says, they have uh, contradicted the Lord and insisted it won't happen. Harm won't come to us. We won't see sword or famine. And so, in other words, people are saying, look, we don't believe the Lord is going to punish us. <laughs> We've been an evil and wicked people, and yes, we hear you what you're saying with regard to what our um, our punishment is going to be, all that we deserve, but we don't believe it. Because it won't happen to us. Harm won't come to us. We won't see sword or famine. The next section says coming judgment in verse 14. Therefore, this is what the Lord God of armies says. See, so this is his response to them thinking, you're not going to do nothing to us. <laughs> First of all, we don't even know if we believe you. Second of all, if we believe you, we know that we're your chosen children, so you're not going to do anything to us. The Lord God of our army says, because you have spoken this word, I'm going to make my words become fire in your mouth. These people are the wood and the fire will consume them. In verse 15, in verse 15 it says, I am about to bring a nation from far away against you. I am about to bring a nation from far away against you, house of Israel. This is the Lord's declaration. It is an established nation, an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know and whose speech you do not understand. And so the Lord is saying, look, I am bringing these people against you. You know, because of what you've done, because of your uh, uh, disbelief and evilness and wickedness. And it says, with the sword, they will destroy your fortified cities in which you trust. See, you have your faith and your trust in your fortified cities against foreign enemies. But they're going to come with a sword and will destroy your fortified cities. So you're trusting in this instead of trusting in me. You're looking to what you've built by your hands instead of looking at me, what I've built by my hands. <clears throat> so the Lord said, okay, you trust in this, you trust in your creations, you trust in your walls and your fortified cities. Okay. You can do, you think you can do evil and wickedness. You think you can turn away from righteousness, justice, and truth and not be compromised and not have any consequences. Okay. Let's see how it works out for you. In verse 18, it says, But even in those days, this is the Lord's declaration I will not finish you off. So the Lord said, You are going to get punished severely, but I'm not going to wipe you out. I have a covenant with my son David, so I'm not going to wipe you out but you are going to be severely punished. Let's drop down to verse 26. Uh, And it says here, wicked men live among my people. They watch like hunters lying in wait. They set a trap. They catch men. Verse 28, it says they have become fat and sleek. They have also excelled in evil matters. They have not taken up cases such as the case of the fatherless, so that they, uh, case of the fatherless, so they might prosper. You see, it says they have not taken up cases such as the case of the fatherless, so they might prosper, and they have not defended the rights of the needy. In other words, they have not been living a just and righteous life. All they've been doing is, 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 is living fat off the land. You know, they've become fat because they have deceived and robbed other people. They've been crooked in their dealings. See? They've excelled in evil matters. In verse 29, it says, should I not punish them for these things? This is the Lord's declaration. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? Again, he asked the same question. So he's, the Lord is, is being his own lawyer. Essentially, he's stating his case. He's saying, look, this is what's been going on. I see it. They think they're dealing in secret, but I see it. I see what's going on. And this isn't going to just persist and go on forever. I've got to correct this. In verse 30, it says, An appalling, uh, appalling, horrible thing has taken place in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule by their own authority. My people love it like this. But what will you do at the end of it? See, the Lord is saying, look, my people love to hear these things that man is saying and whatnot uh, so that they can substitute what man is saying and doing for what I have told them to do because they don't want to hear me. And the prophets and priests are going along with this. They're leading it. They're leading the people away from. Me. But he's essentially saying at the end of the day, this is going to matter not. <laughs> this is going to amount to nothing. Let's go on to chapter six. It says, threaten siege against Jerusalem. Verse one, it says, run for cover out of Jerusalem, Benjamites, sound the ram's horns in uh, Tekoya, raise the smoke signal over Beth Hachem. And then it says, for disaster threatens from the north, even a crushing blow. We drop down to verse six. It says, for this is what the Lord of armies says. Cut down the trees, raise the siege ramp against Jerusalem. This city must be punished. There is nothing but oppression within her. See, the Lord is not going to let things go on forever and ever and just persist and persist and persist. In his own timing, he will correct it you know and it, it it's usually not in the timing that we want it to be corrected in other words if we see an injustice and we see unrighteous acts and we want those things to corrected and sometimes we ask ourselves how come this is allowed to persist you know where is the justice and when the lord has his own timetable for his own reasons <clears throat> And it says here, but with regard to Jerusalem, it says this city must be punished. Remember, they had been involved in wickedness, apostasy, evilness, injustice for hundreds of years. But it came to a point where enough was enough. The Lord says there's nothing but oppression within her. Verse 7, it says, as a well gushes out of its water, so she pours out uh, her evil. So he's talking about Jerusalem. Looks like water gushes out of a well and and evilness is gushing out of Jerusalem. It says violence and destruction resound in her. Sickness and wounds keep coming to my attention. He's saying, you know, uh, you know I'm, I, I wait for them to turn. I wait for them to do right, but they keep doing wrong. They keep doing wrong. They keep being violent. They keep being destructive. They keep, you know, uh, acting against, uh, against their fellow neighbor. They, 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 they just keep exercising things that are totally and completely against my nature and character. <sighs> we go on. The next section says, Wrath on Israel. In verse 9, it says, This is what the Lord of Army says. Glean the, glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass your hand once more like a grape gatherer over her branches. In other words, make sure all the grapes are off the branch. So we're going to glean Israel. We're going to clean it out, cleanse it out. It says in verse 10, it says, Who can speak to and give such a warning that they will listen? The Lord is lamenting on, you know, I've, I've given them time and time again. I've warned them time and time again, but they won't listen. It says, look, their ear is uncircumcised, so they cannot pay attention. (laughs) See, the word of the Lord has become contemptible to them. They have come to a place where they hate the word of the Lord. They find no pleasure in it, the word says. I love the word. The word gives me hope when I read it, even though I don't understand everything that's being said in the context which is being said you know that which i can ascertain and discern the word provides me with hope it provides me with um, uh, a sense of 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 why you know it gives it it answers certain questions for me you know but it says here that it was contemptible to them they find no pleasure in it it says in verse 11 but i am full of the lord's wrath i am tired of holding it back pour it out on the children in the street, on the gathering of young men as well, for both husband and wife will be captured, the old with the very old. <laughs> it says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna pour out my wrath on the old and the very old. It doesn't matter. Down in verse 13 it says, For from the east to the greatest from the least to the greatest of them, everyone, not a few, not most. Everyone is making profit dishonestly. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. He's saying dealing dishonestly and falsely is their way of life. It's not just a few rogues. It's everybody. That's all they know. The next section says disaster because of disobedience. And it says in verse 16, this is what the Lord says. Stand by the roadways and look ask about the ancient paths which is the uh, which is the way which is the way to what is good so ask the path which way is the right way which way is the good way then take it and find rest for yourself so the lord is saying look inquire get the answer which way is the right way and it says then execute take that way and then uh, find rest for yourself but then the word says but they protested we won't in verse, 15, in verse 17 it says, I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen for the sound of the ram's horn. But they protested, we won't listen. <laughs> so they're just telling them what they won't do. We drop down to verse 21 and it says, therefore, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to place stumbling blocks before these people. Fathers and sons together will stumble over them. Friends and neighbors will also perish. Next section says, a cruel nation uh, from the north. Verse 22, this is what, what the Lord says. Look, an army is coming from a northern land. A great nation will be stirred up from, a remote, uh, from the remote regions of the earth. Verse 23, it says, they grasp bow and javelin. They are cruel and show no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride on horses lined up like men in battle formation. Against you, daughter Zion. Wow. <clears throat> and so he says this is this is coming, and they're gonna show you no mercy, and they're against you, daughter Zion. And then the next section says Jeremiah appointed as examiner. It says in verse 27, I have appointed you to be an assayer among my people. And a sayer is a person who who examines, who qualifies, who looks things over. And it says, I have appointed you an examiner among my people, a refiner. So you may know and assay, so you may know and examine their way of life. And it says in verse 28, he says, what you will find, all are stub, stubborn rebels spreading slander. Uh, they are bronze and iron. All of them are corrupt. So the Lord is saying, essentially saying, look, when you examine my people, this is what you're going to find. And so with that, we're going to be done for today. We're going to pick it up with chapter 7. I do want to hop over. I don't want to neglect this uh, to Romans 10. For those of you uh, that are, are been pricked at heart and want to become a disciple of the Lord and want to be saved by His grace, if we go to Romans 10, essentially chapter 9, it says, If you... Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart uh, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so that's all that's required. You have to uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. If you do those things sincerely, then the word says that you will be numbered uh, uh, with the Lord. And so with that, I just want to say, everybody, take care, be blessed. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.